Trevor, before we get started, mm-hmm. I thought I'd point out there is some language in this show today. So uh-huh. just be careful if you're in the car with the kids or, you know, you don't want that embarrassment. Fair enough too. Let's get on with it. I'm going to make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennec. Go ahead. Make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Best Movies You've Never Seen. This is a podcast all about movies, movies that you may not have never seen, but I definitely know they're movies that Trevor Long has never seen. Welcome, mate. Because I am a boring human who <laughs> skipped that part of life. Well, but I'm being introduced to it week after week. You're catching up. You're catching up. And I, I do like it when I when well, I get it I get it right. When you like the movie that I well, suggest. Last week was a yeah, great example October of that. Sky, great show. But this one week. One from the Hidden Gems list. Absolutely right. This one, not so much a hidden gem. No. Very popular movie, this one. Rain Man, released in 1988, starring Tom Cruise. And Dustin Hoffman, directed by Barry Levinson. Now, this is uh, the the story behind the production and whether this was going to be any good is really interesting. The uh, the during filming, apparently Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise they spent a lot of time in a car. It's like a road movie. This mm. one, and they 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 thought, you know what, this might not be a good movie. They they described it as two schmucks in a car for the filming <laughs> process. Uh, even Dustin Hoffman himself didn't really see the potential of the movie and his own performance. So he was worried. He said, look, three oh weeks three weeks in, he was telling the director, Barry Levinson, look, get hire someone else, Richard Dreyfus, get someone, anyone apart from me, because this isn't working, probably the worst work of my life. He would go on to win an Academy Award for his work. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, okay, yep, move on. He, uh, he also insisted that Raymond Babbitt, his character, mm-hmm would be an autistic savant rather than being mentally disabled. Yes. Um, this was – this. see, the, the original director attached to this was Martin Brest, who directed Scent of a Woman and some other movies. He – Dustin Hoffman's insistence on that led to Martin Brest leaving the project. He thought, yeah, they're not for me. And really? or, originally, Martin Brest, the director, wanted Bill Murray to be in the movie with Dustin Hoffman as well. 
That okay. would have been an interesting combination. So uh, it was uh, they decided to go their own way, but Dustin, uh, he wanted the role uh, after reading the script. Bill Murray never read the script, so he was never involved. The director, Barry Levinson, initially turned the movie down wow. when it was offered to him. He went off and made Good Morning Vietnam instead and then came back. A lot of directors backed out, including Martin Brest, uh, and then he, he ended up taking it on. Wow. So, yeah, interesting sort of troubled pre-production but ended up being what it is. I guess it would also have been a difficult subject because you'd, yeah. you'd be dancing around it, right? Absolutely. How do we portray? Yeah. Whether it's a mental disability or yes. uh, anything, it's... Yeah. It's a sensitive topic, but so also, you've got to be careful. Like it would yeah. be worse today. Imagine trying to make this today. Yeah, it'd be hard. It'd be worse. But also, too, finding the right actor to portray that yeah, without yeah. it being without being cringy or yeah. too too offensive, uh, a challenge. But you had heard of this, no doubt. So, had, what were your impressions before your first full, proper official oh, viewing? I think I watched it as a kid. I really yeah. do because okay. there's bits of this that went ah, you know, like oh, flashbacks. Right. Yep. But then, like eighty percent of this movie, I'm going, you know, like <laughs> I haven't seen it. But things like you know the the Qantas scene, stuff like that, I've seen yes, a lot. Yes, there's yes. a lot of iconic we'll moments that. in yeah. this, of course. Um, so yeah, I I could have probably given you, I don't know, thirty to forty percent of the okay. storyline, but but I didn't have the in my head, I didn't have the underlying right. premise of the story okay. being the the. So we'll rename this episode the best movies you can't remember. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those. Well, this movie won four Oscars. Wow. Seven nominations. So I was going to say to you before you mentioned earlier, yeah. if Dustin Hoffman yeah. didn't win an Oscar for this, I'm out yeah. of the Academy. Yeah. Nailed it. Imagine me being in the Academy. Best, <laughs> best picture. It won best picture. Wow. Won best actor for Dustin Hoffman. Best director for Barry Levinson. Best Original Screenplay. Yeah. It was nominated for Best Cinematography. Supporting actor? Best Art Direction. Really? No. Best Film Editing. Best Music. Tom Cruise. I snubbed. Thought, I thought Cruise did well. Snubbed. Yeah, really? I did too. I thought it was excellent. Um, the film, disappointing box office opening. Really? I only made $6 million yeah. early on. But how's this? Word of mouth among people who've seen it allowed the movie eventually to get to number one. Yeah, I, yeah, it would be a slow burn. Sell. Like, how do you yeah. promote this movie? Like, Hello, Tom Cruise. No, Dustin but Hoffman. the storyline. How do you? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's a struggle. I suppose. Yeah, it's not. It's not the sort of movie you can explain in two paragraphs and expect people to get it. No, that's right. But the trailer, the trailer for this is very good as well, though. Uh, all right. Well, this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to take a deep dive into Rain Man. Go through all of the whole movie, and if you haven't seen it already. You can catch it on Fetch. I loaded up the YouTube app on this one and uh, rented yeah. it on YouTube. Um, it's one of those movies that you'll Fetch get box. on things yeah. like Apple TV and, yeah, nice. and those kind of places. But I got this one through YouTube on the Fetch box yep. um, because along with thousands of other movies, you can watch them on your Fetch box, either in the Fetch movie store, on the Fetch movie box, which is 30 free movies every month, or on all the great streaming platforms like Netflix and Stan and Paramount and all the others. There are... I actually think it would nearly be countless, the number of movies that you could watch, sit back and be entertained by because you've got a Fetch box. With a voice remote, you can speak to your to your Fetch to find a movie or you could simply ask for an actor like Tom Cruise or Dustin Hoffman to find other movies they've starred in that will be available to you to watch. So much to do, so much to watch, so much to enjoy with a Fetch box and you can find out more at fetchtv.com.au or, of course, you can get one through major internet providers like Aussie Broadband and IONet and, and at major retailers like Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi. All right. You've seen it recently, so you remember it now. <laughs> oh, I do. What are your impressions now after your first official watch? So let me couch this uh, with a couple of really important things in, in my life. And I, 
my wife walked into the man cave yesterday while I was watching this and she said, you're watching Rain Man? And I went, yeah, yeah. And she goes, haven't you seen that one? I think I, I remember seeing it, same as she said. And, I, and she walked out and I said, you know what, this is so much more different to watch now. So I've been married, uh, what, 18 years. Um, my, my wife's aunt um, mm -hmm. has an intellectual disability mm -hmm. and lives in an amazing home with some, some really cool people. And we go to the fair every year for them. My wife now works at this organization. So my wife does the social media for, for a disability services organization. Yeah. And so I see people every day in my life with mm -hmm. this. And so literally watching just that opening or that's the scene where you first meet um, Rain Man, um, it was it was like watching mm. it through a different lens. It was yeah, really, right. really fascinating because you have different views on on people, and I, that's what I mean about it. it'd be so hard to make this. But mm. I I I love this. I think it's such a cool movie. I love the storyline, although a little bit far fetched in some ways. But mate, this movie is nothing without Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, he makes it. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, Tom Cruise, his his role was no. Quite but good what I mean too. is, I just, oh, Dustin Hoffman's acting is brilliant. Yeah. That. Yeah. If that performance yeah. is not as it was, yeah. the movie struggles. True. No, that could it's have amazing. been in the wrong hands. That could have been a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And how you're tweeting this. Um, you've probably seen it. I maybe have, but I think Rain Man is worth watching again. Um, a great insight into uh, into the life of someone with a special gift. Well, I saw it at the movies, surprise, surprise. No, have seen it repeatedly, including on TV. It's one of those movies where it's on TV, I'm going to watch this. I'm, yeah, I'll watch it. I again. think yeah. so too. I, I can't can't do that. I can't stop that. And uh, multiple watches, you realise it's a road movie. They're on the road, yeah. they're in a car. And the the classic, the, the, the great thing about this movie is that the, the classic dramatic thing is that both characters from the beginning to the end have changed. They've undergone some That's kind of transformation. Right, yes. So that's what I like about it too, the whole structure of it and how both of them are You're better at the You're not just following end. Tom Cruise's that's character. Right. You're not just yeah. following Dustin Hoffman's they character. They both develop in some way, in their yes. own little way. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the cast, a solid cast. Tom Cruise, of course, plays Charlie Babbitt. He wasn't the top-billed actor, by the uh -huh. way. Dustin Hoffman was the top-billed right. actor. So where's Tom Cruise in his career at Tom this Cruise, point? this is just very after young. Top Gun. Top Gun was two oh, years earlier. Okay. So he'd done Top Gun. He'd done Risky Business. So he was kind of on the rise. He wasn't the big hitter. He is or getting there. Mm. Top Gun put him top of the line, top yeah. of the top shelf. But uh, he'd already made Top Gun. He went on to make, of course, Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible, A Few Good Men, which we've done on the show, Jerry Maguire, Top Gun we've done on the show as well. Dustin Hoffman plays Raymond Babbitt, and he was in Tootsie. Have you seen Tootsie? No. He was in a really good movie. And again, I'll put this in my hidden gems category yeah. called Outbreak. Where this this uh, virus, the, the like Ebola virus, comes to hits this small town in America. Well, that's on our list. He was also in The Graduate. Uh, he was in All the President's Men, you know, with uh, Robert De Niro about okay. the Watergate scandal. Now, get this: Dustin Hoffman was originally supposed to play the part of Charlie Babbitt, so Tom uh -huh. Cruise's role, but he m was moved to tears seeing a savant named Leslie Lemke. Now, Leslie Lemke's blind, mentally handicapped, has cerebral palsy, yet can still play full concertos on the piano by ear. He was he was moved so much he said, oh, I want to play the Raymond part now. So that, wow. that's what that's what switched him over. Valeria Golino plays Susanna, big fan of hers. She was yeah. in Hot Shots 
and escape from LA with, with Kurt right. Russell. <laughs> right, uh, we're going to get to the run through right now, but before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. Hisense give you a, a lot of choices for your televisions, and one of those choices is an OLED screen. OLED, as you know, uh, offers amazing black levels and amazing color. And Hisense has their 65-inch version, which gives you an amazing viewing and as well as a great sound, a good audio experience at the same time. So whether you're watching movies, watching what, pl- watching sport, playing a game, or just free-to-air TV or streaming, this TV can give you a stunning experience. It starts, of course, with the OLED picture quality. Every self-illuminated pixel can produce over 1 billion colours with amazing accuracy and brightness levels also really impressive for the OLED format. But get this, the sound. There is a sound channel that comes directly from the screen. It's got an 80-watt sound system, 3.1 channels in total, but that sonic screen means the entire panel is your centre speaker. So all the voices come from the screen. And, Mm. of course, there's Dolby Atmos on board as well, so you're getting this amazing immersive experience. Sport is amazing on a two auto sport mode, 200 hertz, smooth motion. So really smooth as silk if you're watching sport, action movies, anything that with like a lot of fast pace. Formula One will look good too with yes. on the high sense as well. Next gen gaming as well. Gamers, this this is ideal. It's got game mode pro, HDMI two point run, so you can run 4K games at 120 hertz. Has a variable refresh rate. Auto low latency mode, AMD FreeSync, so it ticks all the boxes for a gamer to have a stunning experience both visually and on the audio side as well. The VDAR U6 operating system is also really easy to navigate, really gets to your content quickly, whether it's streaming, whether it's free-to-air, getting to your sources, really free and easy, really simple to operate. The OLED TV from Hisense is really something you need to see for yourself. So do yourself a favour, head down to a store, stand in front of the Hisense TV and judge for yourself. Also comes, all the Hisense TVs come with three-year warranties as well. They really back their product. So look, you'll have peace of mind as well as having a stunning TV. Check them out in store or online at hisense.com.au. Have you put your seatbelt on, Trev? This is, this is a road movie, so we yeah. are we are going to hit the road shortly. And there's but some great cars in it too. Some lovely off cars. Of the intro yeah. Scene. So what? There's some Lamborghinis being sold. Yeah, lowered, Lamborghini Countach. Yeah, the Countach. Yeah, so Four that, of them. that was massive. And and this is we're seeing them lowered off a ship. We see Charlie, which is Tom Cruise's Tom Cruise. character. He's watching them come down. Drives off in a nice little Ferrari. I'll tell you what that Ferrari is later. You oh, might have I picked, know what You that might is. have picked it already. Because it's a unique, just it to be is, clear, yeah. it's a unique Ferrari. It's not, it's not your when you think of Ferrari, it's not your typical car. Ferrari. It's more of a like, sedan. Yes, it's a it very is. unique yes, car. Yes, it is. Uh, next thing we see, they've, they've gotten the, the contages, Lamborghinis off the ship. They're now p- talking to people on the phone. And what we're getting the idea of here is that he's obviously uh, he's selling these imported cars. Yeah. You're really on roll here, my friend. Four cars, three times each. Mm-hmm. I'd zip for 12. Are you a mechanic or a NASA engineer? Now listen, now, I told you I've never dealt with these Lamborghinis before, and yet you assured me that you could mm-hmm. deliver these cars within that time frame. Well, uh, don't, don't tell me that, because I'm not even listening. Well, sir, I hardly think that's necessary. Well, I'll explain that to my swing loan. I'm sure it'll be very sympathetic. I'm into him for 200000 That's 1000 my friend. Three zeros. I got all my money tied up in these cars, and if I don't get my money out, I am over. I am finished. Do you understand that? So immediately we know that he's uh, there's a bit of stress here. Stress. They're trying to offload these he's cars. He's not just a dealer. He's yes. imported these. Yes. He's taken on the the loan. He's taken on the uh, the, the risk. 
with yes. this with this same. He's also got to get them passed through the EPA, so got to the environmental Which appears to be agency. the problem, right? He yeah. didn't realise there's a bunch of things about these cars yeah. that don't meet standards. And they're talking about, you know what, we may have to seize the cars. There's a couple of people saying, you know what, I want to try get, I want to try back out. And then he says to him, look, no, tell him it's past inspection. We're going to knock 5K off just for your patience. And he kind of, that buys him a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next thing we see, he's heading to Palm Springs. Yeah. The thing we get here with Charlie is that a he's kind of uh, you know he's a he's doing his best with his business. Yeah, he's a little bit closed off from the world. I think his girl. Yeah, because the girlfriend make conversation. This talk is to a me. really interesting thing. She says, yeah. um, "He's like we are. We're going to Palm Springs," and and she's like, "I'm on my own. I'm going yeah. on my own. There's I'm no sitting here. here. Yeah. I'm in the car for an hour, and you're not talking to me." Yeah. But then he gets a call. You going like? Yeah. Charlie, this is Lenny. I've been trying to contact you for a while. I got a call, a long-distance call from Mr. Mooney, you know, your father's lawyer. He's been trying to reach you. Your father has died, Charlie. Charlie? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. The funeral's tomorrow in Cincinnati. He said you'd know where. I've got his number. That's not necessary. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Like cold. Yeah. So, You've just been told okay. your dad's dead. Yeah. Cold. No he explains reaction. to the girl that, yeah. you know, they didn't have much of a child. He had a, he had a he falling, falling out. out. Yeah. yeah. Turns he, his car around. But he does turn the car around. Like, he does. I thought oh, at that course. point he's not going to the funeral. But no, he decides to go. Um, he, he's at the funeral. You see him standing at the back there. He's not, not, he's really not there. engaged in the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. They, then they're going over. They, he finds out they're going over the details of the will that, that night. night. Yeah. And he, Which is that that's the point where I go, that's why he turned the car around. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But he, they're at his father's house, and they're looking at this old car in the garage. It's Beautiful. a 1949 Buick convertible. Gorgeous. Straight eight, limited edition, apparently. Yeah. He's only driven it once. The girl, uh, his girlfriend, is looking through old photos, and uh, he was asking, were you an only child? And then he tells this story about the car that uh, that he drove once. Saying, you know the convertible in the garage, his baby, that and the goddamn roses. Yes. The, the car was off limits to me. That's a classic he'd say, it commands respect. It's not for children. 10th grade, I'm 16 years old. And for once, I bring home a report card and it's almost all A's. I go to my old man, can I take the car out? You know, take the guys out in the Buick, sort of a victory drive. He says no. I take it anyway, I steal the keys, I sneak it out. You took the car with no permission? Yes. We're on Why? Car. Why then? Because I, I deserved it. No, nothing I did was good enough for this guy. Don't you understand that? We're on Columbia Parkway, four kids. We get pulled over. An he accident. Uh, pulled over. Woo, woo! What is pulled over, police? Yes, police. Can I finish? <laughs> he called in a report of a stolen car. Not his son took the car without permission. Just stolen. Central Station, the other guy's dads bail him out in an hour. He left me there two days. So yeah, that's pretty pretty, pretty, cruel. pretty brutal introduction <laughs> to a father son relationship. Yeah, you but know. then like she she asks about his childhood and he mentions this. When I was a kid and I got scared, the Rain Man would come and sing to me. Rain what? You know, one of those imaginary childhood friends. What happened to him? Nothing. I just grew up. So next thing they're in the lawyer's office and he is reading the details of the will. And I remember, too, the day you left home, so full of bitterness and grandiose ideas, so full of yourself. And being raised without a mother, the hardness of your heart is understandable as well. Uh, your refusal to even pretend that you loved or respected me, all these I forgive. But your failure to write, to telephone, to re-enter my life in any way, 
has left me without a son. I wish you all I ever wanted for you. I wish you the best. I hereby bequeath to my son, Charles Sanford Babbitt, that certain Buick convertible, the very car that unfortunately brought our relationship to an end. Also, outright title to my prize-winning hybrid rose bushes. May they remind him of the value of excellence and the possibility of perfection. What a smug prick. Uh, but, but In we, death. Well, we learned that, well, he didn't, he says he didn't engage, didn't re-enter yeah. my life. He said that he went on to say that my home and all the other possessions are placed in trust for a beneficiary to be named. Mm. And he says, look, nothing I can do, mate, now. Um, I can it? see you're disappointed, but this is his comeback. Now, I'm sorry, son. I can see that you're disappointed. Disappointed? Why should I be disappointed? I got rose bushes, didn't I? <laughs> I got a used car, didn't I? W what's his name? Got, what'd you call him? The uh... Beneficiary. Right, right, beneficiary. He got $3 million, but he didn't get the rose bushes. I got the rose bushes. I definitely got the rose bushes. Charles. Look, I definitely got the rose bushes. <laughs> I mean, those are rose bushes. There is no need to... To what? To be upset? To be upset? If there is a hell, sir, my father's in it, and he is looking up right now, and he, he is laughing his ass off. <laughs> So immediately we know there was drama with him and his dad didn't 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 really and it's passed into time. the afterlife. And so mm. now his dad's dead and he's left him not the not the majority of the of the of the estate, but a used car and rose bushes. Yeah. And so okay, he uh, he says to his girl, "Look, I got what I expected." But what does he do? He heads in the Buick to the bank. He wants to and find he talks out who to them this goes, beneficiary is. I've got a problem with this private trustee. And this is, what this is you where you, you see this car dealer style yeah. suave salesman. Yeah. Thing, he, he's talking to a girl at the bank. He's like, a beautiful suit. You know, he's, yeah. he's essentially chatting he's her up so that he's charming, charming her with, with everything he's got. So then he ends up, from that information, obviously he gleans that someone's at Walbrook, yep. which is his place. And that, Do you like this bit when he drives up the driveway and asks the guy, he goes, is this Walbrook? And the guy turns around. And I think he's got um, I think he's got he's Down syndrome, yeah. and, and and the guy doesn't answer him. Anything? Okay, so off he goes. Um, and so they go up the driveway, waiting to see someone. Then, then while they're waiting to see, they go whoever, wandering around. They're seeing all the patients, and everything, which you probably couldn't be able to do eh, in, in a place like that. Um, he sees the other patients. They're they're watching a quiz show. There is a, like a rec room. There, there's music and singing, and yeah. um, then he's in the office and talking to the gentleman there. Whatever this is, I don't understand the point of secrecy. I mean. This patient is an old girlfriend of my father's. Mr. Babbitt, I knew your father since you were two years old. The year my mother died. Look, I'm trustee of the fund, but this hospital receives nothing from that. That hardly seems fair. Maybe that's something that we could discuss. I took on this burden out of loyalty to your father. That's where my loyalty ends. And you think I should feel a little of that loyalty? I think you feel cheated out of your birthright by a man who had difficulty showing love. And I think if I were in your shoes, I'd probably feel the same. Now, I was hoping that we could talk, that you would explain my father's side of it, help me understand the right and what he's done, because failing that, I have responsibilities of my own, and they have to be met, even if that means a fight. So immediately we're thinking, right, oh, they're going to contest this thing. What I love about this, the way they shot this scene, is it's two people in a room yeah. and they're talking, but there's enough shots of Tom Cruise looking out the window and the camera over the shoulder. You can see yeah. there's someone outside... Walking talking around the car, the car talking, yeah. talking to the to the girlfriend, and the person knows the car. The person uh, well, eventually turns, sits in the car. It turns out he eventually saying, sits in the car. I'm an excellent driver. He takes a photo. He says, "Oh, there's only 28 miles on the odometer." And um, Charlie comes out and asks, "Who the hell is this bloke?" Never 
drive on Monday. What is this? Who is this guy? Eleanor, she jumped into the car. Barely can jump out. I'm an excellent driver. Yeah, that's good. Come on, come on. Why'd you, why'd you let him get in this car? He's not a he, toy. He says he drives this car. Dad lets me drive slow on the driveway every Saturday. Of course, the seats were originally brown leather. Now they're pitiful red. You know, these seats were brown leather. You know this car? I know this car. How do you know this car? I definitely know this car. It's 1949 Buick Roadmaster, straight eight, Fireball eight. Only 8,095 production models. Dad lets me drive slow on the driveway, but not on Monday. Definitely not on Monday. Who's your dad? Sanford Babbitt. Who? Sanford Babbitt? 10961 Beechcrest Street, Cincinnati, Ohio. That's my address. I mean, what is it with this guy? Hey, who's your mother? Eleanor Babbitt. Eleanor? Guy, January 5th, 1965, after a short... Who the hell are illness. you? Uh-oh. Huh? Hold oh, wait a second. Where are you going? 13 minutes to Judge Wapner, the Wapner. people's court. Hold it. wait a second here. I want to ask you a question. What sort of witness signals real? Participants are not... Hey, I'm talking to you. Case pending, California... Bruner, court. Well, who is this guy? Raymond is your brother. My brother? I, I don't have a brother. That'd be a shock, eh? Oh, mate. What's going on? Like he's thinking, full on. What? I got a brother. I love the I love the look on Tom Cruise's face when he says, "But the but the seats were originally brown." Yeah, them, it triggers him. And, um, and then when he says the his, his father and their address, his yeah. mother's name, he's thinking, "What the hell?" He's thinking, "What is this going on here?" Anyway, we find out that that is his brother, and then they go up and see he's watching the quiz show, and naturally, uh, Charlie's just full of questions. What is he crazy? No. Is he retarded? Not exactly. Well, he's not crazy. He's not retarded, but he's here. Well, he's an autistic savant. I don't know what that means. Well, some people like him used to be called idiot savants. They have certain deficiencies, certain abilities. Yeah, he's retarded. Autistic. Actually, high-functioning. What does that mean? Well, it means that the, there's a disability that impairs the sensory input and in how it's processed. English here, we're talking over my head. Well, Raymond has a problem communicating and learning. He can't even express himself or probably even understand his own emotions in a traditional way. And, the, and the, I think at the end of that little chat, the ironic thing is that he's inherited this money, wouldn't, wouldn't even know, wouldn't even care. No, that's right. And um, he's sort of, he's explained to him that, look, he, he has all these routines, his, his rituals, and uh, any change to that is terrifying to him. Yep. So Charlie, again, is still trying to understand not only his brother, the, the very nature of his brother, but why he wasn't told about him. I was almost three years old, and you knew he had a brother. You knew I was his brother. Yes, but what's the point? What's the point? What's the fucking point? Is why didn't anybody tell me I had a brother? What would you have done about it? Hmm. I don't know. Does he know how much money he's been with? No, he doesn't understand the concept of money. <laughs> and Tom Cruise laughs at that thing. Yeah, of course, he doesn't understand yeah, the concept of money. Another, but, and he got it all. <laughs> which is basically just another kick from the dad, basically. Yeah, it's a way another of one. him yeah. finding out that, yeah. So he goes in and sees Ray. Now, are you familiar with the Abbott and Costello, who's on first yeah, sketch? Absolutely, That's yeah, That's genius. And yeah. he's in there reciting that, and they're, they're, Vern, the guy who's his, like his caretaker, says, oh, he always does that when he gets nervous. He yeah. recites who's on first. Yeah. Um, so he's in the room. I love it how they're looking at his stuff, and he's getting all he's nervous. He's getting really antsy getting about scared. people's stuff, touching his things. And he's, yeah, he's, I think, I think Tom Cruise opens one of his books and says, it uh, from Dad to Raymond. He's thinking, oh, God, so... Yeah. Uh, but Raymond's getting all nervous. Of course, these people are going to be here all day, Vern. This is an unannounced visit, Vern. This is, this is, this is definitely not a weekend visit, Vern. 
He's getting anxious. Oh, it's okay, oh, Ray. Burn. <laughs> that's the part of me that's autistic. Really? I, if you well, people like, touch unannounced yourself? visits, <laughs> like just seriously, I need a plan. Really, you need just, to notice. Yeah, my all wife right, says it enough. all the time. You're yeah. like, you just you need to be. Oh yeah, unannounced visits, mate. You don't just do that. It's just not on. Not today. Not, not on. with phones and emails and text messages. You can't do that now. It's just it's not on. But back then, you could mm. do it. Uh, anyway, he, uh, I like how he says, Vern, my main man. He says, like, he's obviously comfortable with Vern. He says, V-E-R-N, remember, my main man. Yeah. He gives, I think his girlfriend was looking back through the baseball cards and he's reciting every single stat about every player. Yeah. Gives him back the cards. He goes, oh, 27 minutes to Jeopardy. Uh, I think Tom, um, Charlie says, look, let's go take a walk. He goes, oh, okay, but it's 27 minutes to Jeopardy. I need to get back for that. Um, uh, so they're having a walk down the driveway. He says, look, yeah, just wait there. I think he tells his girlfriend, go take the car to the gate. Yeah. So you kind of, did you have an no, idea what so he was planning here? Cause so the, he tells the girlfriend to go and take the car down the gate. And yeah. she's like, why? Why can't I be here? Yeah. And he says to her, because the, the car upsets Raymond, which uh. was a great excuse. But I, I knew at the time it was an excuse. Yeah. But I also knew that he wasn't letting the girlfriend in on anything. Like he yeah. was, he made her sit in the car for everything. So it just felt to me like he was going to sit sit and talk with Raymond at the talking about the ducks. Yeah. And the girlfriend wouldn't be there. I didn't realise they were going to take a wander and jump in the car. Listen, my father died. You know that he died last week? Did they tell you that? I don't know. You don't know if they told you or you don't know what dead is? That means he's, he's gone. He's not with us anymore. He's at the cemetery. You want to you wanna go see him at the cemetery, Ray? I don't know. Does that mean maybe? Does that mean maybe you want to go? I don't know. You know, I live in Los Angeles. I thought... Maybe you go to Los Angeles, like to see a Dodger game. Go, go see the, go <laughs> see the Dodgers play. Today's an off day. Oh, we don't have to go today. Monday, no game schedule. Just thought maybe you'd like to go to Los Angeles with me. You know, go see Fernando Valenzuela pitch. Fernando Valenzuela pitch Saturday. Not scheduled to pitch till Wednesday. He's gonna pitch on Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, I'm not doing anything on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Let's go to L.A. Yeah. Oh, you're being so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this was this the next shot is an iconic shot that many people go back to that location. That was apparently in Kentucky, this place. Right. And they try to recreate that shot. But all the trees apparently died of some disease, had to cut them all down. Oh. But that shot of it's even on the cover of the, of the oh, DVD the, yeah, and, yeah. and the thumbnail. That is a, an iconic shot. And uh, meanwhile, Vern, his caretaker, is watching them go down the end of the path, mm. sort of knowing, okay, something's happening here. Yeah. Next thing you see, Raymond's in the back seat looking around, wondering where he's going. Next thing, they've checked into a hotel. Yeah. They're in the presidential suite. And I think Raymond's naturally saying, oh, I've got to get back to Walbrook. What are we doing here? And Ray, um, Charlie's saying, no, we're going to spend some time together. And then he says, oh, we need tapioca pudding for dessert to, today. He's and got a set schedule. He's got his schedule. Yeah. Afternoon too, and yeah. he even says the bed's in the wrong place. It needs to be near the window. So they try yeah. to rearrange the furniture for him and everything. And meanwhile, Charlie's on the phone ringing Lenny, trying to sort out the deals with the cars mm. and uh, he's doing this. And I think the girlfriend's saying, what are you doing here? He goes, look, I know what's good for him. Ray's moving the furniture. I think he knocks over a lamp. He goes, uh-oh. Remember when he knocked the uh -oh. lamp over? Um, Charlie's ringing the lawyer now, talking about, look, I've got a legal issue I want to talk to you yeah. about. Um, and meanwhile, Raymond's getting his books and texters out. Um, this next scene's quite funny where Raymond, I think he, he goes, I don't have my books. And what what is... Um, Charlie's uh, Charlie in the phone book. Read a phone book. And he, so what Raymond, he's, later, later that night, Raymond's in bed reading the phone book and he hears the noises. Mm. Hears some noises. Yes. And he starts imitating these noises. Yeah. And he eventually goes in the room. Mm. 
What is that? I think Raymond is in the room. What? Raymond, are you in here? Charlie, Charlie Babbitt. Well, get out! Get out! Go! Stop it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> is all you're going to say now if you get in trouble? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So he's forced out there. He goes and he goes, what were you doing in my room? I think the girlfriend is sort of sympathetic to Raymond here. And I think this this yeah. uh, Charlie Babbitt moment is a good one to kind of slice and then use later in the movie as a comparison for yeah. how he how he treats Raymond, mm. how he talks to Raymond. Because yeah. it's not actual, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's not actually disrespect that he's showing Raymond. He's just talking to him like anyone yeah. else, but yeah. he's not talking to Raymond with an appreciation for his mental yeah, his well-being. Disability, he's, yeah, he's, sure. he, the way he is. So it's she, a really good little snapshot of, yeah. of the Charlie Babbitt character. Because he doesn't just, like, if you'd known everything you know at the end, mm. and he'd still walked in and you know mm-hmm. sat there on the end of the bed, you would have walked in his room and go, mate, just so you know, that's not what you, you do. You stay in your yeah, room, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas Absolutely right. yeah. this was a very different reaction. So he's talking to um, the girlfriend, Susanna, in the bath. She's in the bath and he is trying to explain, like, why is he here? Like, the, she, she wants mm. to know. She gets to get some answers out of him. Yeah. These are your father and you bring Raymond here. Why? I don't know why, because I got him and they want him. This makes no sense. <laughs> Raymond was left all the money and I got nothing. How much? Three million dollars the inheritance, every penny of it. So? So I'm going to keep him till I get my half. I deserve that. So yeah, so stated right there, are his intentions That's to keep him till he gets his money. Yeah. So he's kind of kidnapped him, although technically he he sort of tells himself that it isn't kidnapping. It's his brother. Well, he tells all. himself it's his brother, so it can't yeah. be kidnapping. You also do learn. We'll get to it, but you do learn. I think it's in the next scene that he's actually um, voluntary patient. Yeah. yeah. So. But he's sort of that's saying that's why they didn't chase him down the driveway. Yeah, and he's also saying, look, what what good is that money for him? He goes, I can put him in a better place if I want to. Mm. And she's explaining, look, you kidnapped him, and so she decides, I'm out, mate. See you later. Hello. So she does the bolt. Uh, at the diner the next day, this is a really funny scene. Charlie and Raymond are sitting there, <laughs> and, Ch- and Raymond reads Sally Dibbs' uh, name, name tag, tag and then and says recites her phone number, her phone number. and, and she's goes, freaked what? out. Yeah, and then he says he tells her, "No, I read the phone book." Says you memorize the phone book. No, only till G, half of G. I think he says. Um, but then he also mentions that uh, Tuesday is pancake day. We hungry? Yeah, Tuesday we have pancakes. Pancakes. Well, yeah. That sounds good. We'll get some pancakes. maple syrup. Yeah, you bet your butt. Bet your butt. Bet your butt. Uh oh. Pancakes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Of course. I, what is this, course, Ray? I, I, of course, I don't have my toothpicks. No, you don't need toothpicks. I was okay in the hotel last night with pizza, but in a restaurant, you need a fork. Of course, I don't have my toothpick. You don't need toothpicks, Ray. They pancakes keep sliding off. You're going to eat with a fork. I don't have my maple syrup either. I'm going to be without my maple syrup and my, and my toothpicks. You don't see any pancakes, do you, Ray? Of course, yeah, Thomas maple syrup is not here. Ray, when we order the pancakes, they're going to bring the maple syrup. Maple syrup is supposed to be on the table before the pancakes. <laughs> Very important. But I lo- do you like this bit where Charlie gets a bit impatient, grabs him by the neck and he goes, ow, ow, really loud yeah. and then starts writing in his book. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, and he grabs the book up. He goes, oh, you inflicted serious injury, serious injury and pulled my neck in 1988. <laughs> so he's writing down, to, it's his little shit list as well. <laughs> um, next scene, they're in the, still in the restaurant. He's rung the doctor and the doctor's asking, look, where are you? You've got to bring him back. He goes, well, that's, that's, that's going to cost you $1.5 million. I want my half. Yeah. Um, he says, look, bring him back now. He explains, as you said, that he's, he's voluntary. voluntary patient, yeah. uh, so, look, you can ba- either battle me out in, in the court, do your best. In the meantime, Raymond is t- 
desperately looking for the toothpicks. Yep. And this is an interesting part where the toothpicks fall on the floor. Yeah, the Sally Dibbs yeah, has a packet, drops the whole Drops packet. the whole lot, and he looks at them straight away and can count exactly how many are on the floor. And what he says, he says like 86. So he originally says 82. 82. Yeah. And then he says 246. Yeah. And and um, Charlie says, how many? He asks the waitress, how many are there? She goes, 250. He goes, see, you didn't get it right. Yeah, and then she goes, in the box. there's four left in the box. <laughs> so they say, right, we're going to have to awesome. get you to L.A. So, uh, again, on the phone with Lenny. Raymond's watching TV, you know, when those little, Very old those school, old school TV uh, in, the, in the seats. Uh, he's saying, he's hearing on the phone, look, loans are past due. So, look, all this shit's building up yeah. in the background. He's thinking that Raymond could be getting his, ticket, get, getting yeah. his, uh, his money. Uh, so in the, they're in the airport and <laughs> Charlie's pulling Raymond along and he go, and he looks out the window. He goes, there's an airplane out there. He goes, well, Airlines yeah, are. it is an airport. We are traveling. Where did you think we were going? He, and he says to him, oh, no. He goes, airline travel is very dangerous. Ray? Yeah. We're in an airport. People yeah. fly out of airports. What do you think we were doing here this whole time? Yeah, flying very dangerous. 1987, there were 30 airline accidents. 211 were fatalities. 231 were definitely. Yeah, well, this plane is very safe, believe yeah. me. Now, i got to get to LA and I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I, right? I, I, I right? don't know. I, I don't know. You don't know? No. What, is it know. this airline? Yeah. Is it, is it this airline? Yeah. Okay, fine. Oh. We can, uh, there's, uh, there's an American plane. American Flight 625 crashed April 27, 1976. <laughs> we don't have to take American. There's a, there's a lot of flights. Yeah, take another airline. Continental. Continental, Continental crashed November 15, 1987. <laughs> Flight 1713, 28 casualties. So he's got all the information. He goes, look, we have to get to L.A. He goes, yeah. look, at one point or another, all airlines have crashed. All, all airlines have crashed at one time yeah. or another. That doesn't mean that they are not safe. Qantas. <laughs> Qantas? Qantas never crashed. Qantas? Never crashed. Well, that's... I mean, that's going to do me a lot of good, Ray. Yeah. You see, Qantas doesn't fly to L.A. out of Cincinnati. You have got to get to Melbourne. Australia. Melbourne, Australia, in yeah. order to get the plane that flies to Los Angeles. Do you hear me? Bears a capital. 16.2 million population. It's very Don't lovely beach. Did you hear in the background? Yeah, Canberra's he said a capital. Canberra's a capital. 16 million people. Yeah. This was in 1988. Yeah. Uh, very nice beaches. <laughs> he said as well. Now, when this movie was uh, in-flight viewing... Several airlines deleted that entire sequence where he really? mentions the static stats on the airline accidents, except Qantas. <laughs> what a shock. Funny that. They even found out that one of the writers of the movie was on the on board, was booked to fly, and they upgraded him to first class. Wow. Now, when Raymond Babbitt said that about Qantas, it was and still is, still is true. Yeah. From 1921 to present day, Qantas has never lost any jet airlines. Yeah, touch wood. They've lost a jet, but not the old airline. Yeah. The A380 lost it. Well, no, but they lost an engine, but not a whole, a whole aircraft. That's not the, the whole jet. aircraft. They lost the jet. Yeah, not the whole <laughs> craft, yeah. Uh, so, look, he ends up dragging him out there. He says, right, he, uh, remember he, he was going to drag him, and he starts hitting himself. Raymond starts yeah. going, shouting and hitting himself in the head. He goes, no, no, okay, okay. We'll drive, we'll plane. drive. We're going to drive. Uh, we're going to drive to LA. He goes, oh, well, then he, <laughs> then he reminds him, Jeopardy's at 5 o'clock. He's yeah. going to watch Jeopardy. Uh, they're on the road at night. Ray uh, is reading with a light. They notice there's like an accident up ahead, and Raymond actually gets out of the car. And won't get Don't back know in. why. Like, I'm thinking, okay, where are you going, mate? Uh, anyway, eventually he walks slowly in front of the car, and um, he uh, they find a hotel. He's still he's reciting who's on first, so he's feeling a little bit nervous about yep. things. And he reminds me, he goes, "Look, uh, I've got to be in bed by 11. 
Yep. And they're thinking, well, Charlie's thinking at least we've got to get to LA. Yeah. Next day it's raining and Raymond's uh, this a little, again the other a little bit like Newman. Newman in Seinfeld when it rains. It I don't, I don't go out. He in doesn't the rain. work in the rain. That's right. I don't work in the rain. So Raymond uh, is uh, is of the same. Doesn't want to go out in the rain. Charlie's on the phone trying to deal with his stuff. Ex- trying to get an extension on the loan. Do you like this when he asks for the fish sticks for lunch? And he goes, oh, I normally have eight. And he cuts the four in half. So now he has eight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there is a problem. But Raymond, um, sorry, Charlie's on the phone talking about what's going to happen um, with a, if he's sort of, if there's no conservatorship with Raymond. Stu, Stu, Stu. Legally, Bruner never established a conservatorship of Raymond? Oh, he didn't figure anyone would show up to contest his authority. Well, if, hey, if that's the case, I definitely will get custody and the $3 million, right? And you set up a date. Yeah, you set up a date for the custody hearing. Stu, I want a firm date and I want it early. So he's thinking, well, this is going to be uncontestable. He's yeah. going to get it. They're back on the road again. Um, he, he, he's talking about how he's an excellent driver. And he said, look, I drove. He goes, you've driven this car? He goes, yeah, I drove it in the driveway in Walbrook. And he said, he let you drive the car? So again, yeah. he's thinking, your dad dad what? let you drive it, not yeah. me? Yeah. So yeah, not, not happy there. But then he starts talking about his underwear. He goes, I don't have my underwear. Oh Kmart. I've got to go to Kmart. Got to go to Kmart. Um, Charlie stops in the, in the middle of the road. Yeah, 400 Oak Street. Yeah. He stops in the middle of the road. Charlie starts screaming in, in, on the road. Um, and he, he's, uh, they get to a railway crossing. Uh, I think he's, was, he's looking up a phone number and then he looks up and Raymond's gone. He's, yeah. he's sort of wandering around. Um, you see Raymond walking along. He's bought a drink and some Cheetos. I don't know how he got he did that. Is, he managed that. I, that's one yeah. of my big things. Yeah. Is, what, does he, he carry that? around a wallet? or Maybe. What? Yeah, but he, maybe. he buys a drink and there Cheetos. There was no tap and go back then, was Then there? he's walking across a pedestrian crossing and the yeah. sign blinks. It says don't, don't walk. walk and he stops. And so he stops. <laughs> it's so literal. Yeah. And it's so, that's exactly yeah. how it would be. Exactly it's right. so literal. Charlie spots him though and says, look, okay, quick. And then he says, look, it says don't walk. But he says, okay, let's do this. He takes him to a psychiatrist's office. So they're in the waiting room. Charlie's filling out a form, trying to explain what's wrong with him. This guy says, look, he's not a psychiatrist, but he says he has special abilities. Like he can yeah. remember things. He recites all those the, things. The uh, toothpicks on the floor. And then he decides, the doctor says, okay, I've heard about this. Let me try something. Are you good with numbers? Yeah. Yeah. I read about this. I'm going to try something here. What are they after this? After this. Ray, can we try something? Yeah. Do you know how much 312 times 123 is? 38376. He's right. What? He's right. He's right? Yeah. Ray, how much is 4,343 times 1,234? 5359262. He's a genius. He's right. Mm. He's a genius. Ray, do you know how much the square root of 2,130 is? 46.1519 2304. 2304. That's amazing. I mean, that is amazing. He should work for NASA or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then did you like after that part where he says, okay, let's try something else? And he asks him a really simple question. He goes, if I had a dollar it, yeah, and took away 50 cents, 
what would I get left? He goes, I don't know. He says something wrong, completely wrong. He yeah. can do all those complex high he think, end he thinks calculations. A, he thinks a, a lunch is a hundred dollars. He thinks yeah. a small car is a hundred dollars. Yeah. So, so you, you realise it's, it's an interesting demonstration of, of yeah. high functioning autistic. Unbelievable. That has this ability, which is the savant like ability to do mathematics, yeah. but mathematics with raw numbers, not with you know yeah. dollars and cents. And, and he even says he goes, you autistic? He goes, definitely not. No. <laughs> Then uh, this is a funny little scene where he's in the phone box and to prevent Ray wandering off, he drags mm. him into the phone box and Charlie's on the phone and he complains, look, it's a bit crowded in here. And uh, what, what to appease him, uh, our man Charlie's telling him that, you know, there's going to be a party for you. You know that? There's a party in your honour, Ray. When we get to LA, a little custody hearing. My lawyer's sending it up right now. You know why there's a party for you? Because you're the three million dollar man. What you are witnessing and is that real. Uh, Ken Eldor. Charlie bad. Babbitt. Uh oh, fart. Yeah, Charlie Babbitt. I'll hold. Fart. Did you fart, Ray? Fart. Did you fucking fart? Fart. Oh man. How can you stand that? I don't mind it. <laughs> now in that scene when yeah. Charlie and Raymond were in the phone booth. Yeah. Charlie was making the call. Yep. The fart and everything else was improvised. Oh, really? Char Dustin Hoffman did actually fart, and Tom Cruise just went along with it, improvised it. So, did you fart, Ray? And they see just what went I wonder about it. that when yeah. you talk about these ad libs or improvised scenes yeah. is, you know, nothing takes one take in movies, right? Or well, that one. So, yeah. well, no, but I wonder whether they improvise it like that, and then they go, "We're going to do that again," and that was yeah. great. Do the whole thing again. Do you know what I mean? The very nature of improvisation is it's in the moment and it's good. I know that that I think that would have been a case. Well, but we just, just captured it. We capture got it. it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were driving along. Um, he's he's desperate to see the show. This was a weird scene for me. They're they're wandering, they're driving down this random road, um, and he says to him, "Look, they're walking up to a house. He's look look normal." And then they try to fool the owner, saying that they're from the Nielsen company, yeah. about the ratings, and they're saying, "Who's he? He's my yeah. partner." He does this again. It, this it's is all the because he wants car, to watch people's. This court. is the used car salon. He's come yes. up with, in in yeah. an instant, yeah. a reason, a reason <laughs> to get into the house. But yeah. old mate Rain Man is yeah. uh, just weird on the on the balcony, but, according to the homeowner, and she slams the door shut. But she get he, he knocks on the door, and he she re, he realizes, look, I'm just going to tell the truth. Look, if he doesn't watch people's court, he's going to explode. Yeah, and then he gets in. All the kids are watching. Charlie's on the phone again. Anyway, he got to watch People's Court. Back on the road again. They check into another hotel room, and he explains. Look, a couple more days. He's reciting who's on first again. He's getting a bit nervy. Um, we'll get you'll get everything how you like it. And then they're in the hotel room. This was a really interesting scene where he's he's asking, uh, and they talk about. He says he, he mentions the Rain Man. Yes. Why'd you say funny teeth? You what? said funny teeth, funny rain man. Rain man? Yeah. I said rain man? Yeah, funny rain man. Was I trying to say Raymond and it came out rain man? Yeah, funny rain man. You? You're the rain man? And then Raymond yeah, even like, pulls a photo out. Yeah. yeah, he pulls a photo out. Yeah, like he's had this photo the Massive whole time. age difference, remember? Yes, that's yeah. right. So he pulls a photo out that he's got a little little Charlie on his lap on his yep. on his knee, and he's like probably twenty years older than him, maybe more. Hmm. Um, shows them together, and then this was a really powerful scene too, where where Charlie turns on the the bath. Do I like it when you sing to me? Yeah. Do we sing any other songs? Do you like the Beatles? Yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, it's a scary picture! 
when it all comes together for yeah, him. So he's, I, yeah. This is the... So firstly, if that... Just, if you Amazing only could submit... Acting, if you yeah. could only submit 30 yeah. seconds to to win an Oscar, yep. that's the submission right there. Absolutely. Both right. of them. Yeah. Like, that was so well done. Yeah. Because it's it's not just acting. There, there's the motion in it as well. Yeah. Like, there's there's yeah. physicality in Absolutely, it as well. Absolutely, yeah. Man, that is a hell of a scene. It's incredible. And, and also think that that exact moment is the pivotal moment in the movie yeah, where you talk about the, the journey of the characters yes, right yes that's essentially the moment where it's certainly charlie's character just turns on its head totally he goes, hang on right. a minute this this is all my fault totally right now that scene in the hotel room or all because of where his existence charlie remembers his older brother and why he called yep. him rayman all shot in one take you'll see uh, that the camera yeah, does right. not cut at all and that was done that, that scene was shot well into the whole filming schedule when the actors had a really Good they were bouncing off each other really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's on the phone. He's saying, "Look, it's not over. I'll call you when I get back." They're driving. Raymond is pulling his camera out. Remember, you'll mm. see these cameras in the credits. Yes, he's I taking that, pictures. Yeah. yeah, so he's shooting all the scenery. They're in a launch. This is funny. He goes, "Look, he he bought him a little Watchman. You remember those little Sony televisions? Yes. He bought him a Watchman. He goes, I bought you this, and you're all you're doing is what looking at the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, he goes, watching the clothes tumble around. That was more of the Casio. Did you have one? Oh, I had a Casio, Casio too. Me I've too. still got it. Sad you can't use it because no analog analog yeah, TV anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Obsolete now. He would have just given him an iPhone today, wouldn't he? Just uh, you'd think so. Yeah. A phone, but this mm. was well before iPhones. Um, Charlie's on the phone again, um, and he's. He, I think he finds out that the the cars are gone. They want their down payments back, so he's out in the dirt in the field, kicking, kicking up the it. dirt, angry, yeah. uh, swearing, saying, oh, son of a bitch, and he's really unhappy. Um, the next stop is at a, at a By the way, the there's diner. a scene there. There's a moment there where they, they shoot back in through the window of the di- mm. of the of the thing where – and Raymond's up now folding clothes. Oh, the clothes. He's helping other the clothes. People. <laughs> he's yeah. just helping other people fold yeah, clothes because, again, true, it's yeah. a – it's a process nice. thing. It's something he would probably do at the yeah. At the he facility. was comfortable enough to do it now. <coughs> That's yeah, right. right. So see, it's his development as a character yeah. too now. Um, the the next thing there are uh, Ray Charlie's putting lotion on. They're in a they're in a convertible yeah. in a and, desert, and Ray He's doesn't want the top up. Yes, He's thinking, why don't you want the Why don't you let me put yeah, the top up the top down? That's what he wants. That's it. Next stop, Las Vegas. They're driving through the lights. You see the casinos. Raymond's watching baseball on his TV. Yeah. They drive along the strip. I think they at this point they drive they through leave. Vegas. Yeah, they leave. They've drawn through I, Vegas. Yeah. Mate, my initial thought was, yeah. dude, stop in Vegas. What are you doing, yeah. mate? This kid. Hang on a minute. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yes. I think it's a smart part of it. It's a smart, yeah. you know, a screenplay is to not make it obvious. Yes. And just do the obvious well, thing. This, this next scene you know what where I mean? they're in the cafe. The no, obvious thing would be yeah. to just oh, go to, stop to Vegas. And do that. Yeah. But he's got a sort of, he's, he's I got don't a register think the pennies dropped yeah. yet for Charlie where. They're in the diner, and he's flicking through the music selector, and he's remembered every single song. He goes, oh, what's what's this song? Oh, J7. Yeah. And he tests him, and then you see the reaction. He's thinking, hang on a minute. And the best part about yeah. this whole scene, 
there's a wide shot from behind the counter yeah. of the whole cafe. They're over in the window, but yeah. on the counter, playing cards. Uh, decks of playing oh, right. cards. On the counter, I didn't notice On that. the counter okay. are decks of playing cards. Because, right. you know, anywhere within Cooey of Vegas yeah, of sells playing cards. Of course they do. And that's I found that fascinating because then does, Char- yeah. uh, Charlie buys a pack of playing cards. And he gets an idea. You seeing that, Ray? You catching that? Yeah, falling on yeah? the ground. <laughs> okay, yeah. now what What do I have left? Two jacks, one eight, one king, one six. Two aces, one ten, one nine, one... Five. One five. You are beautiful, man. So you, that well, this was a really well shot thing. Like um, Raymond was in the background out of focus and, and Charlie had the cards in focus. And yes. as he's reciting them, you can actually check them you off. You can check them off you for yourself. You can see that he's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're driving back to Vegas and he's uh, teaching him blackjack and the house rules. He goes, look, they no don't kidding. like to lose. We can't let him know we're counting cards. Counting is bad. He's trying to explain to him. Um, he, I like this bit where he takes off a what looks like an expensive watch Rolex. into a pawn into yeah. a pawn pawn shop and yeah. get some cash. That's well because yeah, you got to remember he's he's doing well. He's clearly doing well in life, yeah. but not well enough that wasn't he's just rolling in it right. Yeah, liquid, it yeah, wasn't liquid. Yeah. yeah. Now, now this is the beat I'm trying to remember here. They check into Caesars. Is that right? But well, yet they play at the Palms. Did you notice on the chips? So they check oh, into Caesar's Palace, that. right? right? Yeah. And then on the chips you see Palms. So I'm assuming, like the hangover, they went to Caesar's. Interesting. Old Caesar's was before it was what it is today. Yeah. Um, they go to the store. They suit up. Remember, they buy yeah. their nice suits, the matching suits. They get a haircut. And it's that another iconic shot that the hangover imitated. Right. You remember the... We're Tom, yeah. uh, Charlie and Ray are coming down the stairs, grey suit, white shirt, no tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming down the escalator. The exact shot that the hangover imitated. That's why that was fun. Why don't we do of, that one year? Yeah, why not? Well, we're in Vegas. We're going to be a grey suit. <laughs> yeah, I do have actually. I don't have a grey suit. I'll get one though. So they're walking through the casino. They come up to the blackjack table and they said, let's play some cards. And this is great because the, uh, the first thing you see is Ray's suggesting something that you just wouldn't do. You want to hit? No. You don't want to hit where you've got 18. You want to hit. So you have 18. You don't want to hit. He doesn't want to hit. Hit Definitely me. want to hit. Hitting 18. He doesn't want to hit. Hit me. Hit me. You don't. Hit. Don't. You took my queen, Ray. I've got a 10. I needed that queen. I can't take sir, your queen. Sir, please don't touch the cards. Eat my own queen, Ray. There's lots of them. <laughs> lots, lots of them? Lots and lots of them. Hold on here. Hold on here for a second. I'm going to double down. Queen. 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 And he strikes it. Yes. So that's the point where they realise there's multiple decks. So Ray's realised yeah. realize there's lots of queens. There's six decks shoot. Which I don't, yeah. I've got to be honest, I don't even understand the, the concept of counting cards. Well, because you, 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 don't, you keep a tally of how many picture the, cards come yeah, out. Yeah, no, but you've got to see the whole... The whole yeah. set of six. That's like yeah. how that's many cards? Six, six, so there's, six, five. There's four oh queens, four kings, four jacks, four in each deck. Yeah. So times six. 
So you got to keep track of what's that four? Three fours are twelve. Yes, but out of a total yeah, out of, of every deck, so what's there's fifty by six by times six. twelve. Yeah, it's so like three hundred cards. There's a lot of cards. I, yeah. I don't understand it because you've got to see three hundred cards before you and know where how you're many at. Have gone through. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I've never understood that. So I like this bit. There's a with little another montage like they're winning. Yeah. They're winning. They're still winning. They've clearly got money. The guy that comes up to sit next to him obviously works at the casino. Goes, oh, what's the secret, guys? You know, yeah, trying yeah, to charm yeah. them. Yeah. You see that guy a little bit later. You'll hear yeah. from him in a moment. Um, the guys on the phone. So look, take take down table forty seven, which yep. is where they're on. They've won eighty five thousand uh, dollars. They're talking about the eye in the sky. Um, the and the, the person at the other end of the camera, the security officer, saying, "No one in the world can count a six deck shoe," which yeah. is what apparently they were yeah. doing. Uh, Raymond, oh, <laughs> Raymond just gets up off the table, walks off, uh, walks off to the what do they call that wheel? The chocolate, chocolate wheel. wheel. Yeah. And he says, uh, number, what do you say? Number, number 20. 20. Yeah. He goes, okay, 3,000 on 20. I'm, so I'm sure, number 20. Yeah. Number, and it's just nowhere near 20. Nowhere near it. He lands on number one. He goes, oh, that's not your game. So they cash in the chips, right? So here it is. They're deciding, you know what? We've had enough. We've won $86,000 and change. Yeah. Um, and he's at the bar working out, okay, I know this much. I know this. I know this. So he's trying to work out what his situation is. Yeah. Um, he says, look, you don't go anywhere. There's this woman looking across the bar at Raymond. <laughs> Did you notice this bit where she comes over? It's obviously a prostitute, right? Comes over. <laughs> and she says, are you looking for a date? Yeah. My name's Iris. Why don't we get to know each other? And then the brother, like um, Charlie, comes back. And he goes, "Listen, uh, he doesn't have any not, money." He goes, "Look, we're just talking, no problem." Um, so, what are you doing here? She says, and he says, "Counting cards." <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight out, straight out, says it. just admits it. Yeah. And then he asks her. Remember, he's another nervous tick of his is saying, "Are you on? Are you taking any prescription medication?" That's another nervous yeah. tick of his. It's he a, asked that at the start. No, but it's a nice thing. He yeah. asked that of, of the girlfriend. Yes. And and Vern says that means he likes you. Ah, okay. There you go. Well, he he obviously likes her. Um, and he says, look, what time is the date? He goes, uh, she's, the, I think he says, she says, oh, 10 o'clock. And he goes, oh, I've got to be in bed by 11. And then I think she, 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 he comments to Charlie that he's, she's very sparkly. Sparkly. Now, this she's is wearing a, nice a beautiful, yeah, very sparkly like a, necklace. Like a sequin, yeah, yeah, a necklace too. Now, in the room, big room. So they've got comp the room because they won big money. Is yeah. that how it works? You win big, you yeah. get a big room? Yeah, they want you to They right. want you to stay in bet normally. Ah. And so they would have been comp the comp the room before security started going, hang on, right. what's going on here? So they're in this big room and the the view, I think, was sort of where the original Caesars is, looking down the strip, flamingos across yeah. the road. I was trying to – we know Vegas very you well, can, so I was just getting see, my bearings. There was a point where I could see the Hilton, which is now where I stay, the yes. Westgate. they're sort of down but, the other but, end of the strip. These days it's – the view yeah, is covered see it. by yeah, everything you else, You wouldn't right? see it. Yeah, yeah correct, yeah. correct. Uh, I think in the room, there's another little funny line. He says, look, it's not a, this is in a Kmart suit. And Charlie says, little secret, Ray, Kmart sucks. And uh, he says, look, these are the high roller suits we're wearing. He puts the bed by the window. Uh, he says, oh, a lot of the twinkly lights out there. And um, here's another point where Charlie wants to apologise. He said, yeah. look, I'm sorry, I got a little carried away. I didn't mean to yell at you, all this sort of stuff. And, and in a normal... Got a little greedy. In yeah. a normal human response, you're like, I've yeah. apologised. You, yeah. you, you're expected to hear, no worries, you're yeah. welcome, it's fine, don't worry. But Charlie's now frustrated yeah. that he's not hearing that from Ray, yeah. which is a lesson for him that, again, it's that emotional response. He doesn't have no. control of those emotions. His emotions, absolutely yeah. not. But he also reminds me he's got to be back at the bar at 10 o'clock for his date, date, his date yeah. with Iris, yeah. Um, and he says, well, he goes, well, you got, want to dance? dance? I've got to learn how to dance. And so this was a nice scene where it was great. Charlie says, okay, let me teach you how to dance. But you know what? If you, if, I'm going to have to touch you because he doesn't like to be touched. He goes, I'm going to have to touch you. You've got to put your arm up here. I've got to do this. But you can't look at my feet, Ray. You've got to look up at me. You've got to look yeah, up because yeah, he yeah. never looks anyone in the eye. You notice no. that? Never yeah, looks yeah. anyone in the eye. 
So uh, there they are. They're dancing around, and um, he uh, he looks up real slow. He goes, there you go. You're dancing. Yes, you're a good dancer. And uh, he goes, you want to give me a hug, Ray? And he tries to hug him, and Ray starts Loses screaming and thinking, ah. Oh. And that's so it, Charlie walks away frustrated. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a I hug. I just wanted to be close to you, and yeah. you wouldn't let me. And, yeah, that sort of upsets Charlie a little bit. That he thought he was making some Charlie progress. Thought he, he thought he'd gone. He made a breakthrough. He thought he'd made a lot more progress than he really yes. had. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Susanna's back. She comes back in the room, and uh, we're gl- she says, glad to see you. Ray, meanwhile... Uh, is watching Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers on his mm. little TV. Yeah. And he says, six minutes to my date, my date with Iris. Um, so they go downstairs again. But and when they get there, Mr. Charlie's Babbitt says, oh, Mr. Kelso would like to see you. He goes, well, what, what for? He goes, he'll come with me and you'll find out. Raymond uh, goes, you go with Susanna to see Iris. Yeah. She's not there, of course. But then he's in the security office and uh, they have a little chat. Congratulations, Mr. Babbitt. Counting into a six-deck shoe is quite a feat. I'm afraid I don't understand what you're talking about. Hmm. We make videotapes, Mr. Babbitt, and we analyze the tapes, and we even share some of the information with the other casinos. Now, these tapes suggest that you should take your winnings and leave the state. Mr. Kelso, someone has a good day at the tables and you accuse them of illegal activities? <laughs> uh, is this how you treat all your guests? All you have to do is close your mouth and go home, and those are the best odds you're going to see for a while. I'd take them. So, yeah. yeah, It's a great line, though. Someone has a good day at the tables and you're accusing yeah. them of cheating. Ha, ha, prove it, or you could say prove yeah. it. Yeah. So oh, I don't understand. He said, like, we take videotapes. How are they going to prove a videotape? What are they going to – they're going to see he's got a calculator or something? Well, How do they no, prove that? What they would have – I mean, I, I looked at him and remember he's got a – like you bet one for one for no and two oh, for yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, So they could one have – One for good, two for bad. Yeah. Correct. They could have yeah. essentially worked out the well, code. One for bad, two for good. And they therefore uh, assumed that it was Rayman okay. that was doing the, the okay. work. Oh, anyway, the Iris didn't turn up. No. So they decide Susanna's with him. They get up in the lift. She stops the lift. What were you thinking is going to happen She's a temptress, this woman. (laughs) uh, Because they can hear the elevator music. He goes, you like this music? He goes, show me how you were going to dance. He says, oh, Charlie Baber taught me how to dance. Um, and she, she says, him. Iris missed a beautiful dance. And then, yeah, she does give him a little piss, little kiss. Yes. And uh, <laughs> he says, how was that? And he goes, wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny line. Yeah. Anyway, they're back on the highway. They're driving on the driveway. So they're letting Ray drive the car on, on the driveway circle, on Caesar's, Caesar's Palace's yeah. circular driveway. That's so, wild. again, another breakthrough, don't you reckon? Yeah. So he's letting him drive. Yep. They're, 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 uh, they're getting closer. Next scene is them dropping off Susanna at her Ocean View apartments in Santa Monica. Yep. And he says, look, I'll come and see you after the meeting. And then she says to Ray, thank you for the date on the elevator. And we, to which... And Charlie's like, Charlie's what are you talking about? What? What's happening here? Yeah, we find out that. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, they go to his house. So he goes, look, this is my place. And he puts on a recording of, of who's on Abbott first and Costello, for to watch. The, the genuine real So they're one. watching it because, together. Because the whole point here is Charlie's trying to essentially explain to, to, to Ray. Ray's doing who's on first trying to work out who was on first, yeah. not understanding that it's a skit. Yes, that's it's a comedy bit, right? Who's on first? Yeah. And, and so he, he puts it on to try and explain <laughs> to him it is that, it's, that it's a comedy bit. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Bruner calls. He says, look, hearing's tomorrow. Um, best, you should uh, come in. Let, let's, let's meet. Um, meanwhile, he notices down the hall while he's on the phone to, to the doctor, did you notice this, where um, Raymond's heard some music and he's dancing. Yeah. He's sort of doing a simple dance. So. Again, another more evidence another that he's got. Yeah, yeah. He's gotten through to him. He's um, he's getting through. 
Anyway, the next meeting, the next day, is the meeting with Dr. Bruner. And uh, this is uh, where they get down to brass tacks about how they're going to handle this, the, the mediation with the doctor. Tomorrow morning, you'll meet Dr. Marston, who's in charge of Raymond's psychiatric evaluation. Yeah, I know. I gave him boxes of files on Raymond. Boxes. Well, good luck. Look, this isn't a close call, son. It's a formality. Your brother's a very disabled individual. Trying to tell me that Marston's going to rule against me. Is that why you called me up here? No, I'm telling you, it's always been a lost cause, Charlie. Okay, what is this about? Why'd you call me? Well, let me tell you something. Your father put me in charge of all the money, all right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether or not you in custody of Raymond. Mm-hmm. I won't have to pay you a dime. It's at my discretion, not the court's. What, so you can't lose? I can lose. I can lose Raymond. And I happen to care about your brother's life and the treatment he receives. I made a commitment to your father some 20 years ago, and I'm not willing to, to gamble with that. So in in this it's a fascinating instance, point, right? Yeah, you actually so you can you can he's fight right for about custody, losing Raymond. Yeah, yeah. but you you it's can not fight about for the custody. money for him. Yeah. Well, no, no. But the point is the point the doctor's making is, mate. Even if you win custody, you're not going to get the money because I'm yeah, in charge of the money. I'm, it's up to me. That's not what they're ruling on. But what does he do? Pulls out a check. This for is two two hundred fifty thousand dollar check. This is one of those moments where you see they're going. Yeah. Like this, Charlie at the start would have gone. Thank you thank very, very much. much. See you later. This is the litmus test. What does he do? Hands it back. It back. He goes, look, that's no strings attached. He goes, no, nah, see you later. Hands back. He hands back the check. And, uh, you know, we, we know that there's been a change here with Charlie. You know, I asked you a week ago, why didn't anyone ever tell me I had a brother? You didn't have an answer. I don't know. It's funny. I just realized I'm not pissed off anymore. My father cut me out of his will. You were his friend. You probably knew he tried to contact me a few times over the years. I never called him back. I was a prick. Hey, if he was my son, didn't return my calls, I'd have written him out. Fuck him. It's not about the money anymore. It's, it's about, you know, I just don't understand why didn't he tell me I had a brother? Why didn't you tell me I had a brother? Why didn't anyone ever tell me that I had a brother? Because it'd been nice to know him for more than just the past six days that yeah. that really does say that's the that moment that's, that's what, the evolution of, yeah. of charlie's character absolutely right here's an interesting little scene where raymond's in charlie's house trying to make breakfast i think he accidentally turns on the oven yeah finds the maple syrup the smoke alarm goes off and he's in a mad panic is that noise? and i was worried I, I forgot that charlie was actually at home i thought he was home no alone. we'll see this yeah. is the thing because he left it was like, who, what was he doing when he was out yeah. meeting Dr. Bruno? Was this at night? In the no, day that time? was Where the night before. Yeah, I this know, is the next where's morning. Where's Charlie? Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. realize he's at home. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God he's there. <laughs> yeah. He smashes the smoke detector and uh, away they go. He goes, it's kind of an know? interesting scene because yeah. it doesn't really have any, any merit other than to make it clear to Charlie that this is not an easy thing. Yeah. That scene really only exists. To make a point to Charlie that mm. he can't be left to his own yes. devices. So if if he was he wants to keep hold like custody of him, it's it's a full time job to yeah. do that. Yeah. In the cafe the next morning, this uh, was another little beautiful. touching scene as well. All right, Ray, they got raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, pink caddy, whole wheat, peachy keen, beer nut, rocky road, buckwheat. How about buckwheat, belly buster, blueberry? What kind of pancakes you want, Ray? Pancakes. Yeah, well, what kind? <laughs> pancakes. Of course. Of course, maple syrup is supposed to be on the table before the pancake. Right. Yeah. Charlie Babbitt made a joke. I made a joke. Yeah. That was touching. He had the maple syrup, right? He's like, he's up. He laughs at it. He had the maple syrup the whole time. Anyway, the next morning, 
is the mediation. Now, yeah. did you – I don't think you know what Barry Levinson looks like. Oh, that was that Barry Levinson? That is the doctor is Barry Levinson. He's put himself in a pretty big role. Well, what happened, J.T. Walsh was originally supposed to play the psychiatrist at the yeah. end of the movie. So he couldn't and he thought, well, you know what, I'm going to fill in. Dustin Hoffman suggested it. He goes, why don't you do it? And he says, okay. So he says – if he didn't like the way it looked, he could have put someone else in there. But he decided he ad-libbed a lot of it and he decided to just repeatedly push Tom Cruise's buttons to try to get uh, that performance out of him. And it worked, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, like, right. He was sort of continually no, asking him and, and pushing him along the way. Now, I, uh, I don't know any easy way to say this, Mr. Babbitt. But say say what? what? Have I lost already? No, I haven't lost. I'm not the judge and jury. I'm just the doctor making a recommendation to a court. Uh -huh. Now, I must tell you that Dr. Brunner is a very respected professional. Raymond's case has been meticulously documented over the years, and of course, Walbrook is one of the finest institutions we have in this country. Well, you guys have already made up your mind. I'll see you in court, huh? Hey, son, don't my brother, brother came further with me in a week than he did with you in 20 years, and that's the truth. I don't think it's You're necessary. Right. You don't know anything about us. I don't think it's necessary to challenge Dr. Bruner. I'm sorry. All right. Now, exactly on. what happened this past week, Raymond? Well, we we got was, to know I was each asking other. asking Raymond. Raymond, what happened this past week? What did you do, Raymond? Count of cards. County cars? County cars in Las Vegas. <laughs> Brother took you to Las Vegas? $3,000 in the Wheel of Fortune. Gave you $3,000 to gamble with? Lost, lost $3,000 in pitiful, pitiful 20. Uh -huh. And what else did you do? Got a number 20. What else did you do? Dance with Charlie Babbitt. Dance with your brother? You want to learn how to dance? So I dance in the elevator dance. with Susanna. Kiss Susanna. <laughs> Kiss Susanna? Yeah, in the elevator. Did you enjoy kissing a woman? I don't know. How did it feel? That felt wet. Wet? Yeah. <laughs> Good. So he did also mention the smoke detector. Yes, he did. And he said, right. look, I didn't have to tell you this. I'm being honest with you guys about what happened. Yeah. And so, the, again, the, the, it, it comes down to like, what's best for Raymond. Well, I think you're missing the point. No, I think you're missing the point. I'm being truthful about this. The point I was trying to make is I'm not placing any blame. And I am not Jesus, saying I had a father fault. I hardly knew, a mother I didn't know at all. I found out a few days ago that I have a brother and I want to be with him and I'm, I'm supposed to give him up. Uh, no one is saying anything I, and there's no need to be that emotional I didn't hurt him. That. He's not hurting me. We're not hurting you. Now, why are you interfering? This is my family. I'm not interfering. This is my family. You understand that? I understand that. Yes, you do have a brother, but the point is he's not capable of having a relationship with you. It's your opinion. Did you spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week with him? Have you ever done that? Look, you cannot take on the responsibility of your brother without professional guidance. That's your opinion, Dr. Bruner. So that, that's a good point. argument. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. This is my brother. I, I yeah, lost a father. Family. This is my brother. What have, you got, what, yeah. what, what have you got to do with it? What are you interfering for? It's literally yeah. a no, no contest. That's right. And he's got a point. But he's, the doctor's continually telling me, that, look, he, he can't make these decisions. He goes, do, do you want to stay with Charlie? I think they ask him, do you want to stay with Charlie? And he says, yeah. Do you want to go back to Walbrook? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, okay. They keep asking him. I think even even Charlie gets, okay, you've, you've made your point. You don't have to humiliate him. Okay, you've made your point. And they, That's essentially yeah. how it ends, isn't it? It's exactly. Like, I'm yeah. not going to let them ask you any more questions. No worries. There's not going to be any more questions, okay? Yeah. No more questions. I'll make sure of that, okay? Yeah, man? I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to talk to you again. Because you see, these. Uh, Dr. Bruner really likes you a lot, and he's probably going to want to take you back with him. You know? Yeah. 
but I just want you to know that what I said about being on the road with you, I meant you know, connecting. I like having you for my brother. I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> now, that's a little scene, very touching scene, yeah. where after he, the interview, that bit where Raymond leans his head against Charlie yeah. and says, my main man, Charlie, yeah. improvised, wow. unscripted, improvised by Dustin Hoffman on the spot. Really added to so it. That, that, that's, that's, that made that's a that scene. That's, yeah. a, that's a really important man. thing, yeah. the main man, because he yeah. said that earlier about Vern. Exactly right. He's just, he's just yeah. found another main man. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Next morning, they're at the train station. Bruna meets Raymond. Charlie says his goodbye. Because look, you're going back, but it doesn't mean I can't visit. He goes, I'll see you in, in two weeks. weeks. Yeah. How many days is that? 14 days. 336 hours. And he keeps reciting the the stats. Minutes and then Ray and walks there. off. He goes, Ray? Um, and then he comes back. He goes, look, I'll see you soon. And then they mention, uh, he mentions this to him. I'll see you soon. Yeah. One for bad, two for good. But two for good. Yeah. <laughs> so Dustin Hoffman fought for that ending. Really? The ending of Ray going back to Walbrook. Because the, the happy ending would have been, okay, you guys live happily ever after together and that's it. Right. But he didn't want that. He says both screenwriters wanted him to end up with Charlie. Right. But Dustin Hoffman said it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be true to Raymond's character if they had, to, if they had made him stay. Because he wanted to go back to Walbrook. That's where he was comfortable. He thought it would have yeah. been more poetic if Raymond had to go back there to, to Walbrook. Okay. So that, that was you're right. the decision. It's, yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a multitude of endings. Easy there. to make it a happy because ending. Because the point is yeah. there's it no... It would have been too neat. And the critical thing is, in the ending, there's no mm. mention of money. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. It's irrelevant. So he said it in the few scenes before. It's not about money anymore. No. Yeah. He'd made a connection with his brother. Okay. Let me, uh, let's get through some favorite lines here. There's a couple of good ones here. This is a favorite of mine. Remember when they're arguing in the hotel, the, <laughs> the, 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 wife, the, the girlfriend Suzanne saying, yes, you're Alex. using people, you're using everyone. I'm using Raymond. Raymond, Raymond, am I using you? Am I using you, Raymond? Yeah. Shut up. He is answering a question from a half hour ago. He's answering a question from half an hour ago. Am I using you? Yeah, shut up. He's answering a question from half an hour ago. That is so good. This is cool too. Remember when he hears this on the radio? 97 X. Future of rock and roll. 97X. Bam. The future of rock and roll. <laughs> 97X. Bam. The future of rock and roll. Now, that radio station was real. Really? The, the um, 97X. I bet they used that on I air. I bet they did. The future of rock and roll was a real Ohio radio station, WOXY, 97.7 FM in Oxford, Ohio. Wow. In 2004, it moved to internet-only broadcasting and shut down completely in 2011. Oh. So not the happy ending that they wanted. Oh. Here is another nice little line about, uh, at the, the, about how he and uh, Charlie and Raymond sort of connected. So you have to understand that when we started out together, that he was only my brother in name. And, as, and this morning we had pancakes. Maple syrup, maple syrup on the mm -hmm. maple syrup on the table. And pancakes. And Charlie Babbitt made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in the last scene um, where I think he's uh, this is the, this he is, gets asked. Yeah, in front of the doctor. Hello, Raymond. 
Don't you feel a little more relaxed in your favorite Kmart clothes? Tell him, Ray. Kmart sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Said it again, another thing he's learned and adapted and changed. I'm pretty sure yeah, Kmart didn't use that one. Maybe <laughs> Target did. <laughs> Qantas loved it. Kmart, not, yeah, so, not much. so much. All right. How did that happen? Some, uh, some not, not, not quite plot holes, yeah. but when they first arrived in Vegas, and we know Vegas very well, yeah. they're traveling southbound on the strip. Because um, I think Westwood Ho was on the left to right as Ray was passing. A few shots later, they're passing the, the Flamingo, Flamingo Hilton, which is, on the, yeah, which is north. So a shot, finally, a shot facing south shows the car passing the Westwood Ho in a southbound direction. So that was a bit. If anyone who knows Vegas and in old Vegas, they'd know that that was all all ass about. Mm. Um, at the table, remember when Ray deliberately hits on eighteen, oh, yeah. so he accepts the Queen. So his brother could receive the next queen. Remember Charlie doubles yeah. down. Raymond could have just stayed making the dealer get the second queen and bust. Yes, and he said so. Both Charlie and Raymond would have won. Um, so, yeah, but true. but and no casino in the world would have let the same dealer deal at the same table if someone's having a big win. Right, they would have swapped the dealers out. If you're on a roll, like eighty They'll grand worth, the they would have swapped the dealer out twice probably to right. to avoid any kind of read going on there. Yeah. Things you might not know. Dustin Hoffman spent a lot of time with a savant named Kim Peek. He was the inspiration for Raymond's character. Right. Now, Rain now Man, I was going to say there has to be someone yeah. because a lot of the performance from Dustin Hoffman was um, physical, like the way yeah. he angled his It was observation. I think he observed. And angled then, yeah. his neck, just yeah. mannerisms. How he walked. As much yep. as his delivery. So the co-writer Barry Morrow first met Kim Peek in 1986 uh, obviously with the inspiration behind Rain Man. And on winning an Oscar for the screenplay, he gave the trophy to Kim Peek, gave oh, the Oscar wow. to Kim Peek. Hoffman made Kim's father the main caregiver. He uh, he made him a promise. He goes, I'm going to share Kim with the world. So it was his inspiration for the character. Wow. And uh, for nearly 20 years until his death, Kim Peek went all around the world uh, with his incredible memory and ability to recall these minute details as well. Um, screenwriter Barry Morrow chose the name of the film through a book of names. He was deciding on what name sounds like what, like Rain Man yes. for Raymond, or, or he was saying he was, another option was No Man for Norman. Yeah. Um, so he decided Rain Man was the best. So. Um, he did. He asked his children of their opinion, and they said, "Oh, Rain Man works a lot better." Nice. And he went with that. Now, musically, I know you're a fan, or we're both a fan of Hans Zimmer. Yeah. This was his very first score for a Hollywood production. Really? Hans Zimmer, debut. This movie was also shot in order, sequential uh, I, order. I so I they, couldn't they imagine shot it being in, in the movie game without yeah. doing it in order. Well, no, they 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 shoot all around the I place. I know, but I just couldn't yeah. imagine it. But this one, I think. It followed the actual road trip that the characters took. So yeah, it, it followed yeah. that path. Uh, Tom Cruise, another movie where he was wearing Ray-Bans. Uh, Remember yes. Risky, Business? Risky Business? It boosted sales of that style 15%. Not anywhere near there was the Wayfarers in Risky Business uh, that actually made massive increase of sales. Uh, did you notice? Now, you can tell me Charlie Babbitt's car. What sort of Ferrari was that? Uh, that was a 400i. 400i, correct. 1983 model, front engine V12 2x2 Grand Tourer. Yeah. Is that a very rare year? thing? A 2x2, two yeah. two, so two seats front and back. They yes. still do them now um, with the, uh, there's a bunch of cars they do now, but very rare in any sense. Now, Pr there, frankly, a sedan. There were two classic 49 Buick Roadmasters used for filming. 
the rear suspension of both cars had to be modified to accommodate the extra weight of the camera equipment. Oh, wow. So they had to, they had to redo the suspension, yeah. Um, during the scene at the casino, did you notice this? The dealer short changes and buy 100 bucks. So oh, really? So it was a dirty casino. So Raymond later incorrectly guessed the number on the spinning wheel, showing that the casino is manipulating games because Ray's never wrong about the correct number. So oh, wow. you see him dealing out the payment and he's 100 short. Wow. On the payout, yeah. <laughs> right oh, that's Rain Man. Give us your wrap up and rating. Yeah, that's that's a great movie. Um, a great story. It's an emotional roller great coaster. Great performances but too. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think. I mean, I'm not a, not an aficionado, but I don't believe there's too many better performances than Dustin Hoffman yeah. as Rain Man. You won an Oscar. I really yeah. don't think there's many better performances. As I said, because of the mannerisms, the physicality, and yeah. the delivery, those you believed him was he had all, he was an autistic spot, absolutely. You? you believed it. Yeah. Ev- every part of my body, it Amazing. just it just felt real. Yeah. Um, but I but I just loved the. It wasn't the story. It wasn't the money. It wasn't the will. It was mm. that. It was the evolution of characters that yeah. made this a great. The movie. evolution of their relationship. That's right. Yeah. And, and the, both of them, as you said at the start. So, yeah. mate, this is this is a nine point five again. Wow, nine point five. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a nine five for me too. It's nearly perfect. This movie. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It I mean, nearly I'm, perfect. I don't know why yeah. I'm not saying ten, but I don't yeah. think I've given it. It's, it's nearly. It's just, yeah, you haven't given a ten. It's just. I think I gave a ten for Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's great. great. Let's uh, let's talk about next week. Oh, jeez. Next week, we're doing. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Hang on, that's the... Is that no? Yes, directed by Steven Spielberg. We're going to be hearing that. Now, your millionaire question is, the first kind of... The first kind, is it the third kind? Right. First kind is sighting a UFO. Okay. Second kind is evidence. Okay. What's the third kind? Is it A, abduction? B, phone home? C, contact, or D, crop circles? What was the first one? Abduction. That one. Wrong. <sighs> close Encounters of the Third Kind is contact, contact, which is why this is called Close Encounters of the Third Kind, right. directed and written by Steven Spielberg, oh. starring Richard Dreyfus, Dreyfus, who was in, also in Jaws a few years yes. earlier than this with Steven Spielberg as well. So looking forward to watching that and examining that taking it apart with you next week. But we hoped you enjoyed Rain Man. Trevor, we'll see you next week. Bring it on.